0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by our friends Osmosis, Physio, and MedQuest. Get two months of premium access to Osmosis and Physio now and get in on MedQuest's live online Step 1 Cramathon with Conrad Fisher this coming April 30th. Go to InsideTheBoards.com to learn more about the Study Smarter Bundle for the USMLE Step 1 and Comlex Level 1. Welcome to the Inside the Boards Study Smarter Series for the U.S. MLE Step 1 and Comlex Level 1, dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed on your exam.
1: Welcome to the Inside the Boards Study Smarter Series for Step 1. Today's guests are Rhett and Michael, who are co-founders of Physio, that's Physio with an E, which aims to be the pathoma of physiology, as one student called it, and we'll get into it a bit more fully about what the platform is and what they're trying to do to help students. But Rhett, Michael, thank you so much for agreeing to give your time to help us learn a little bit about physiology and, in particular today, ophthalmology. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having
2: us.
3: Yeah, thanks. We're excited to be here.
1: All right, we will launch right into... Our question of the day from the osmosis q bank a seventeen year old male who presents to the ophthalmology clinic and during the examination, a pen light is shown into his right eye and only the left pupil constricts when the pen light is shown into the left eye, still only the left pupil constricts. which nerve is most likely affected? is it a the left oculomotor nerve, B, the left optic nerve, C, the right optic nerve, or D, the right oculomotor nerve? And the answer is D, the right oculomotor nerve. All right. Help us think about this. Uh, Walk us through how the important points of this vignette and how we should approach this question if we were a student preparing for step one in a couple months. Sure.
2: So whenever you get a question regarding the pupillary light reflex, it's super important to just break it down into basically two parts or two questions. The first question is, does the signal reach the brainstem? Okay. Does the light hit the retina and is it able to get to the brain? And that would be done through cranial nerve two. And the second question is, does the signal from the brainstem reach the eye? And that would be through cranial nerve three. Got it and so if the signal reaches the brainstem then both eyes should constrict so once it's there everything is consensual
1: so essentially this this isn't i guess as complicated as maybe people worry about perhaps you know you've got a stimulus that regardless of which eye it goes into should cause a response in both eyes Uh, regardless of whether the stimulus is presented bilaterally or unilaterally. So we know that the optic nerve, either on the left or the right, in an intact system, will cause constriction via the return pathway from the brainstem of the ipsilateral oculomotor nerves, correct? Yep. I think I said that correct. So I guess the easiest Perhaps a way to think about lesions along these lines is is just to play it out, maybe even make a table or write it out if you're doodling during an exam, and to go through each of these distractors. If you lesioned the left oculomotor nerve, you shine a pen light into the left eye, then the right eye should constrict. If you shine a pen light into the right eye, the right eye should constrict if the left oculomotor nerve is lesioned and the rest of the system is intact. But the left pupil will not constrict because that is the essential part that returns the signal from the brainstem and tells the shutter to close a little bit. In other words, if you lesion the left optic nerve, then if you shine a pen light into the left eye, there will be no signal that tells the brainstem via the oculomotor nerves to constrict either eye, however, if the left optic nerve were lesioned, but the right were intact, you shine the pen light into the right eye, you should see bilateral constriction of the pupils. And that pretty much takes care of all these distract.
2: Yeah, no, that sounds great to me. I think that's a good way to view it. That's simplistic. And it, like you said, gets rid of all those distractors. You can get right to the point
1: Yeah, so ophthalmology is a, I guess, it seems to me as an OBGYN, (laughs) a huge subject and concern when you're a preclinical student, but I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie. I think the moment I finished my clinical rotations, I eBayed my ophthalmoscope, uh, you know, and uh, I had a patient the other day who had a corneal abrasion, and I'm just scouring the, the hospital looking for uh, just a, a focused light to look at her uh, cornea. And I looked at it. I mean, it looked normal to me. I'm like, I have no idea at this point what else to do. So I just called a an ophthalmology friend and told me to just patch it and give her some ointment for comfort. I guess for those of you who, like me, struggled with eye anatomy and physiology in medical school, just know that If you don't go into ophthalmology, you can still be a doctor. That's the encouragement I would leave. At a later point in the Study Smarter series, uh, Rhett and Michael are going to try to find some time to come back, and we will go through even more questions for your learning pleasure. But for now, let's get into the meat of why you're here today, Uh, and that is physio. But before we go into that, I just want to ask, so what's your guys' story? So where did you guys go to school and train?
2: So this is Rhett speaking. I grew up in Spanish Fork, and so I just went to school doing my undergrad at UVU, which is pretty close to Spanish Fork in Orem. So that's Utah Valley University. And that's actually where I met Michael as a pre-med student. So we both did pre-med, UVU, and then we both got accepted to the University of Utah Medical School, which currently is the only medical school in Utah. And we started the same year and we're in the same class. So that's where we're doing our training.
1: All right. And you guys are taking a break from med school, is that correct?
3: Yeah, so this is Michael. Yeah, so we actually finished our first two years of medical school and then we took step one. And right after that, we decided to take a year off to create Physio. So yeah, as of this recording, it's March, so we're uh, just wrapping up Physio and we plan to go back here in a couple months to third year.
1: <laughs> Good luck.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll need it. We'll need it.
1: There are many good things about third year compared to first and second year, but there are also some difficult things. Um, but that's awesome. So you spent this year kind of building this thing, but before you took step one, how did you guys study physiology specifically?
2: Oh, see, that's a really good question. And in fact, it's it's how we studied physiology or the challenges we encountered when attempting to study physiology that really spawned this idea of physio, and so how we studied physiology would probably be the the minimal text provided in first aid, yeah. which wasn't really adequate. Not to bash first aid, we love it. Obviously, it's been super helpful. Um, it, but as far as physiology is concerned, it's just a little bit more complex than just can be written in text in such a simplistic way.
1: Yeah, and actually, see that's that's one of the things why we are devoting, you know, this. Early, it's March to kind of like Step One content on the podcast because I think people are definitely thinking about studying for Step One, but not necessarily everybody is dedicating their their time to it or able to at this point. And if you wait for four to six weeks prior to your Step One exam, you really don't have time to necessarily learn things. You really only have time or more time, at least to to review things you should have already learned. Would you find that to be true?
3: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you hear a lot of people who will start studying for Step 1, you know, a year in advance, a year and a half in advance, and yeah, it's it's really hard to find the time to just crunch everything and memorize it, you know. So, you need to start well in advance for memorization and to do that, you know, a couple weeks leading up to your exam with such a large amount of content is very difficult. So, it's probably best to try to understand something rather than memorize it this late in the game.
1: Yeah, and Rather than memorize it for like an in-house exam and move on, but then realize you don't really have a grasp of the concepts that that you need to understand it. What about during your you know second year or first year, whenever your school does most of its physiology? Did you use any outside like review resources or mainly just studying like lecture notes and whatnot?
3: So this is Michael. So I used a lot of materials in the beginning. You know, I, I listened to the lectures in medical school. And tried to take notes, and then I also I used Firecracker a little bit, um, but ultimately I think the most helpful part of my study was just going through first aid and then doing question banks associated with first aid. So I, I did Rx, I did a little bit of Kaplan, and I really focused on UWorld. So between first aid and UWorld, that's kind of where I got most of my fodder for physiology. Yeah. But even with those resources, I still felt like I was lacking a little bit in physiology.
1: Okay. So you get out of step one. And at what point was the idea for physio born? Was it after the test or beforehand?
3: It was probably leading up to the test. So I remember Rhett and I actually studied quite a bit together for step one. And yeah, we we were a little frustrated with the lack of material for physiology. So it kind of started there. And then right after step one, we really thought about it a lot more. I remember... Thinking just how great Pathoma was because he explains things in a way that you can really understand a lot of a lot of material rather than just memorizing it. And I think for physiology, that's even more applicable. There's so much material that's just it's so much more of understanding the material rather than memorizing the material. And so trying to think of a resource like Pathoma but that was for physiology really intrigued me. You know, there, there was nothing like that at the time, so. Rhett and I started talking about developing a resource that would be similar to Pathoma, where students could actually understand the physiology material through a video series. And that's what we set out to, to create.
1: Okay, so that was, what, June, July of 2016, something like that. And then what you decided within a couple weeks or a month that you wanted to help students learn physiology on a grander scale. And what told your school, actually, we're not going to do a third year?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's a that's a good yeah, that's a good question. So me and Michael, like you mentioned, studied a ton together. We we just studied step one all the time, leading up to like even all of our second year, we were already dedicated to step one. By the time it was like two weeks before we took our exam, mm-hmm. Michael had that idea that we should do physio or that we should actually how we approached it, I think, was just wouldn't it be really cool if there was a resource that taught physiology just like physio? Pathoma. <laughs> right, yeah, Pathoma. Michael was saying, wouldn't it be great if there was a physiology resource that was just like Pathoma? And by this point, we had studied so many different materials and, and knew the ins and outs of everything that was available and useful for medical students and you know saw that void. Now, like you said, we, we took step one, and then a few weeks later, we're starting third year, We weren't thinking we're going to do anything like that. It was just kind of a casual comment, a brilliant idea that Michael had, but we weren't going to really act on it. But I remember kind of having this thought in the back of my mind that it would be really cool. Michael's right. It would be really cool if we could have a physiology resource. So I casually mention it to my brother-in-law, who's just always been really excited about business and is an exceptional worker. And he just gets so excited. He gets the fire under him and he calls my brother who is also really good in business and, and just really an exceptionally hard worker, like the kind that doesn't sleep and just works really hard. And we're all, we all start talking, and it turns out that my brother-in-law and my brother end up just getting the fire under me and Michael, saying that they can get the funding for the project if we can take a year off of med school, if we can get approved for it.
1: Yeah.
3: So by this point, we were already... I think our third or fourth week into our family medicine rotation, so oh, wow. Brett and I both <laughs> actually had family medicine. So yeah, we went and met with the dean and told him, hey, we've we've met with a few other people. We're all really interested in starting this thing, and he was actually really excited about it. He said, you know, this is exactly what what we want to try to promote and help you guys with. So he said, go for it. So you know, we we squared away things with financial aid office. We didn't actually have to pay tuition for our third year, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: Yep. <laughs> and
3: we were able to just drop our family medicine rotation. So this next year, we'll have to go back and redo it. But yeah, we were able to find the funding and, you know, have these other two members on our team. And we were just able to get everything we needed to hit the ground running with this thing.
0: All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
1: So physio, this might be a term that people are just hearing. And obviously from the aptly named platform, it's physiology, right? This is physiology. But it's March, and most people are going to take step one, like a June-ish time frame. Is now the time to start using physio if maybe they feel that their physiology knowledge is, is not up to par?
3: So this is Michael. I would say yes, absolutely. I think with all things, it's it's better the earlier you can use a resource. But Thankfully, physio is actually a lot of just understanding rather than memorization. And we've tried to make physio incredibly concise. You know, we we have a three-month subscription, and I think that something like that would be perfect right now. If you ask me this, you know, a couple weeks before your exam, it might be a little more more difficult. But yeah, I still think there's ample time for, for people to use physio. You know, it's not like first aid or anything massive that takes a ton of time. I think right now we have a little over 20 hours of videos. So, you know, if you could watch an hour a day for a month, you'd easily get through all of our content. I think it would help a ton because physiology is really the foundation for understanding pathology. So if you're struggling with physiology or pathology or even some pharmacology concepts, you know, we lay the foundation for understanding all the pathology. and We actually go into some detail on the pathology as it relates to physiology. So yeah, absolutely. Now is a perfect time.
1: Yeah. And by the time this gets released, there'll probably be about 10 to... Twelve weeks until most people will take step one, and that I mean that effectively means you could, you know, devote essentially, you know, like a week or two to going over the content within the physio platform by system and have it done and have your understanding short up uh, by the time you actually take the exam. You know, maybe investing. Say two, three hours a week into something like that now would be invaluable in terms of laying the foundation for the focused board prep time that most people will take for four to eight weeks or something. So, and then, so you've got what? Endocrinology, cardiology, nephrology, pulmonology, reproduction, neurology, gastroenterology, musculoskeletal, and then general principles. Those are the categories in which you, um, cover the material, correct?
2: Right, and and this is uh, Rhett speaking now, and, and I think it's super important to recognize that physiology is so foundational, but what's so powerful about physio is that in addition to just helping you with every other topic on step one, physiology in and of itself is so high yield, and students are going to get so many questions on physiology, just specifically that topic, that physio is going to help a lot just on rocking step one, just in that regard not to mention
1: clinical practice.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like in real life.
1: And absolutely. Like, you know, I I kind of, uh, I don't want to say bad mouth, but kind of like poo-pooed ophthalmology or, you know, eye anatomy sort of a a second ago, as far as the weight that I felt that it had as a preclinical student, and then how little it has implications in my own practice as an obstetrician. But There are certain physiological concepts and principles that I still use day in and day out. A big one just for teaching residents or or students and as I think about things is remembering like the mean arterial pressure equation, you know, stroke volume times heart rate times uh, total peripheral resistance. Like that is very important for understanding the physiology of pregnancy for understanding uh, what happens when we see decelerations of a fetal heart rate as a consequence of uh, mom's own aberrant homeostasis related to mean arterial pressure. I mean, these are things that are important definitely for step one, but also physiology is one of those things from the first two years of med school that you learn that you need and will continue to need to know for clinical practice. And, And you can't say that with Everything in in the first two years, right? Sure. All right. So who who then should use physio? And everybody always says everyone, so that's an okay answer. But I really want you to kind of like drill down. Who in particular is physio meant for?
2: So I so this is Red speaking. I, I feel like physio because it's so foundational. We are going to give. What apparently is that classic answer that everybody should use? Yes. I really feel like,
1: <laughs> and that's okay.
2: And I really believe that, and that's been our whole goal: is going back. If I were to do ev- do everything over again, there's a few products that I would use. And if Physio was available before I took step one, I would have used Physio and Pathoma and UWorld. Those would yeah. be like the things that I I focus most on. In fact, Michael said something similar that he would use. I mean, what would you use, Michael? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably use the same thing. You know, I'd I'd use first
3: aid during class and just kind of find the highlights. And then I think I would use physio and pathoma to reinforce the material. I might use something like Picmonic or Sketchy for difficult things that are really hard to memorize. And then, yeah, just the question banks. But, you know, I I agree with Rhett. I think everyone should use it. But if you're uh, asking us to get a little more specific, I would say, especially the person who is using first aid, who's using their are class resources, and is still struggling with physiology, that person should absolutely use physio. I think if you're using question banks, and that's going to help. But I still think even with question banks, even with UWorld, with first aid, you're still going to struggle with physiology. So for that person who's struggling with physiology and maybe sees that their pathology knowledge is lacking somewhat because of their lack of physiology understanding, That person should absolutely use physio.
1: And you guys can check it out easily because you guys give access to your platform. Uh, Remind me, for how long is it? There's a,
3: I believe it's a 14-day free trial that people can sign up for.
1: And you just go to physio.com. That's physio with an E. Yep. And not only that, but you also, if I'm correct, give a free physiology, like a high-yield physiology physio textbook right?
3: Yeah, exactly. So if, if if a student signs up for our free trial, they'll get instant access to an online PDF of the textbook. So yeah, we're currently working on the last three chapters, okay. um, gastroenterology, which should be released sometime in the next week or so, uh, and then musculoskeletal and general principles. But all the other organ systems are done. So
1: <laughs> I just want to stress that, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, lots of companies you give an email to them and or sign up for their trial and and they'll send you a PDF or some ebook. But this is even not completed. 165 pages of like really high yield content in presented like attractive like summary form. I haven't looked at it on like my mobile device, but I'm pretty sure it would be a good resource to have saved on your phone to kind of like review things or or to even now, if you're still kind of in the thick of the classwork, to use the content to learn and review what you're learning in second year as well.
2: Absolutely, and, in, and I want to go back to what Michael stated before, where he said really drilling down who's physio for, if I can just amend yeah. my statement. I, I disagree slightly with Michael. I agree that anybody who struggles with physiology should certainly use physio, but I would almost say that the person who should use physio is the person who really wants to get into a really competitive specialty, yeah. somebody who really wants to rock step one. And it's going to be really hard to do exceptionally well on step one without dominating physiology because it's just so it's such a huge portion of step one. And so I feel like anybody who really wants to dominate should really make sure that all these bases are covered and use physio. Yeah, I, I agree with Rep. Yeah, that's a, a good point.
1: I think a good example to go back to my own uh, piggybacking on the previous point was, yeah, there are like a few physiologic concepts that are on, I'd say, maybe the more difficult side of things. One example just off the top of my head would be like pretty much everything related to calculating an AA uh, gradient and uh, what the implications of that are in terms of like step one prep and what might be on the boards. To me, that's a foundational concept and there are certain aspects of Physiology that you can memorize your way through to get, like, probably 90% of the questions right. But there's also kind of like this upper echelon of questions or uh, question difficulty levels for which understanding something like, you know, the implications of an AA gradient or acid base, which I think a lot of people tend to find difficult, um, would be really important. So let me ask you that specifically acid base how well do you guys cover that?
3: Extremely well. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time on that. So yeah, we, we specifically, at the inception of this, decided that we were going to focus on cardiology, pulmonology, and nephrology first, because we felt that those were the big three, especially with physiology, very difficult. So we actually completed those chapters first. So all that material's up there. And like I said, the only thing remaining is Musculoskeletal, GI, and general principles. So yeah, we've we've really tried to focus on what organ systems we feel are the most high yield to to get those up first. Certainly, uh, GI, MSK, and general principles will be important. But yeah, all that all that material is covered very thoroughly in their respective chapters.
2: Yeah, and, and specifically acid base. Since you bring that up, to give the listener an idea of how physio kind of works from day to day. So what would happen is me and Michael will divide up the content. And we've done so much work preparing like what things should be discussed. And Michael was the one that spearheaded the acid-base lectures. And if I'm not mistaken, there were two acid-base lectures. Yeah, there's there's a part one and a part two.
3: Together, they're about an hour and 20 minutes long. And, yeah, we'll we'll go through everything you see in first aid, BRS physiology, all the question banks, like anything, anything
2: that you'll see as you prepare for step one and as you take step one should likely be in the videos. Right. And so I had the chance of, you know, working with Michael as he prepared those two lectures and, and totally spearheaded those. And then I was also the recipient of being able to watch those as though I were a student, you know, and I just lost my mind with how beautifully done it was. And it was just so concise and clear. And, and I just remember as a student, just having, coming across things and just having these questions in the back of my mind that I just wish could be clarified. And Michael just went through and clarified all of it so beautifully. Then he, and he also had this diagram created with with our artist that makes these diagrams that, that ended up being the best acid-base flow diagram that I've ever seen. And my prediction is it's going to be-
1: Picked up and used by exactly. others to teach it.
2: Yep, I, I imagine in, in a few years, we'll see like an image like that in first aid.
1: Yeah. Can I put it up on uh, the show notes page with a link to the site to give them an idea, a teaser for what they can expect?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Let me ask you this. All right. Scale of one to 10. How important is it to actually know the Henderson-Hasselhock equation? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, that, that's a good question. I would say not incredibly important. Maybe, Maybe like a three or four.
1: Okay, that'll give them some idea. That's that's my own like difficulties. I'm trying to think back to all the things I had trouble. Like, oh, do I need to know this? Granted, there are elements of that that are necessary for understanding, like the pH concept. Yeah,
3: that I mean, that's that's in our book, but yeah, it's not. That's more of like a, a general chemistry thing. But there certainly are some applications to physiology, and especially for step one. But
2: if I had to pick between one and ten, yeah, maybe like a four. And what's interesting is I remember months ago, Michael asking me if he should include that in his lecture, like, <laughs> should this happen? Like, and so he explained to me the relevance of everything and, and Michael staying true to what we we're really trying to do here at physio is keep everything high yield and, and complete. So we ended up deciding that we should include it in physio, but really stress how it should be applied and how it should be used. And I feel like any student who goes through that and watches that video will, will know precisely the relevance of it without going crazy, having to memorize ridiculous aspects of, of what the Henderson-Hasselbalch equation can do. <laughs> I would say it's more important to understand the, the concept
3: behind the equation rather than you know plugging in numbers. Like that's, that's not going to be very high yield for step one.
1: Sure. I guess I was being a little facetious with asking that just because I, I was looking at the acid-base diagrammatic tree that you'd mentioned before. And right above that is the henderson Hasselbach equation just <laughs> mentioned. It's not given a lot of space. Yeah. Let's say um, as physio goes, so you mentioned that you really wanted to keep it high yield as far as the presentations go. Is it a pretty consistent pattern? Like, can I expect to learn most of what I need to know for step one nephro in or like whatever the main topic is uh, within like a half an hour or an hour.
3: It's very consistent. So, I mean, each video will vary. It totally depends on the topic. What we're really about is trying to cover the topic in a very succinct way, but also a way that you know brings together a lot of components so that it's a very clear, big picture. So the videos on average will probably be about 20 to 30 minutes. Some videos are around, you know, 10 to 11 minutes, a couple or around an hour. So it just depends. But um, I would say on average, most of our videos are probably between, you know, 20 to 30 minutes.
1: So they're like intellectually highly digestible and nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Anything else? Any other high yield? advice for step one or things you'd like to tell the listeners who might be interested in checking out physio?
2: Yeah. So my advice, and this is this is me being uh, once in your shoes as a student, I I just would start now. Just start studying. Don't put it off. And, and my assumption is that if you're really so excited about step one and wanting to dominate, then you've already found a good source by talking to uh, or by listening to inside the boards. And so you're...
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you're probably
2: already studying for step one. And so I just want to encourage all your listeners to, to keep it up and don't give up. It'll right. it'll pay off.
1: Well, thank you so much, guys. I'll, I will be very excited to have you back and to see what you guys are doing uh, to help med students learn physiology in the future.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Yeah. Aaron. Thanks for having us here. We, we're glad to be here. We appreciate it. So thanks for the time. You thank should you.
1: definitely call me Patrick, but check out physio at <laughs> physio.com and for one listener who shares this episode on social media so you can tag physio on Twitter at physio.com c o m is in mike or on Facebook at facebook.com/physio and share this podcast in the link and you'll be entered to win a 3 month unlimited subscription to the physio platform for one student who does so so we will monitor our social media platforms for that
0: inside the boards is not affiliated with the united states medical licensing examination comprehensive osteopathic medical licensing examination national board of medical examiners national board of osteopathic medical examiners or any other licensing or examination body. All exam names or other trademarks are the property of the respective trademark owners. Content discussed during this program is the property of inside the boards or the attributed owner and may not be reproduced without permission from the appropriate entity. Inside the boards fully adheres to the respective policies on irregular behavior outlined by the aforementioned credentialing bodies. All content discussed is for educational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice.